The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. In Eretz Yisrael, there's an organization called Matnas Chaim, similar to the organization Renewal in the United States, both incredible organizations, and they assist people who desperately need kidney donations. They facilitate those donations, they find the donors, they assist with the process, and they save the lives of the people who desperately need renal transplants. In Eretz Yisrael, the director of the organization passed away not that long ago. His name was Rabbi Shaya Heber, and he shared one of the most amazing stories in his entire career of facilitating so many people's lives. He shared that one day his phone rings, and there's a gentleman on the phone, and a gentleman says to him, um, Rabbi Heber, I, wa- I wanted to ask you just a little bit more about the process of kidney donation. I was thinking of being a kidney donor. So he shared the details, he shared the process, he shared the screening, he shared the actual experience, the donation, the discomfort, the recovery. And then the fellow says to him, Rabbi Heber, he says what? He says, what is the absolute quickest time that it'll take from this conversation until I actually donate my kidney to someone? So the Rabbi Heber says to him, you know, it takes time, you know, we have to do screening. And even then, he says, is there a way to expedite the process? Now, I've never heard anyone ever say that before. People have said, I want to make sure I'm ready, but someone wants to do it so quickly. He says, let me see what we could do. The fellow says, okay, after the kidney donation, I'll share with you why I'm in such a rush. Fine. So sure enough, they do try to expedite some of the testing and the screening, and the fellow is a candidate, and he goes under the knife. They take his kidney, they donate it to somebody else, they transplant it to somebody else, and he literally saves the life of another person, a family person, and the family is beyond Makir Taif. They have a gratitude through the roof. Save the husband, a father, a wonderful person, etc., etc. Okay. Rabbi Heber totally forgets about this. He thanks the donor. A bunch of months later, his phone rings. And it's the fellow. The fellow that donated. The one that wanted the expedited donor experience. And the fellow says to him, I just called you because I wanted to let you know that I get a Mazel Tov. And he says, really, Mazel Tov? Why are you calling me? What's the Mazel Tov? He goes, I had a baby. He says, Mazel Tov, that's amazing. After you're done. The fellow says to him, now's the time for me to tell you why I was in such a rush. He says, my wife and I have been married for many years, and Baruch Hashem, Hashem blessed us with four children. But our youngest is already over 10. And we've desperately been asking Hashem to give us the opportunity to have another child, but nothing has happened. And we were so frustrated, like, we had four children, everything was fine, and all of a sudden, no children, and the doctors can't help us. No one could explain anything to us. One day, there was a knock at our door, and we opened the door, and there's an elderly woman standing there. She lives in the neighborhood. We recognized her. And she says to us, I'm collecting money to buy ingredients for food. So what does that mean? She says, I started this own organization, my own organization many, many years ago, where I buy the ingredients, you know, vegetables and chicken and all the different things, and I make hot food, and I deliver the hot food to needy families. So they don't just have to get the ingredients to make it. They literally have the hot food prepared. And I, I take care of everything. I take care of the work. I take care of the delivery. But I don't have enough of my own money to pay for everything. So I come around to the neighborhood and kind people give me. And usually I'm able to collect enough money so I can go to the Makola, to the grocery store, buy the ingredients, and I can deliver the stuff. So in, as a, on a win, the fellow says to her, wow, that's really, it's impressive. You're not such a young person. Like, why are you still doing this? Or what gave you the impetus to do it? So she says, can I come in? If you'd like to, I'll share with you how it all started. He says, of course we'd like. Sit down, they give her a seat, maybe give her a drink. And she shares with them a phenomenal, phenomenal story. So my kids would say, a story in a story. She says, I got married many, many years ago. 
And for many, many years, my husband and I were trying to have children, and we had no children. Things were not going. We tried everything. We tried doctors, and we tried segulas, and we tried Kabbalah, and we tried all kinds of Mikubalim, and Rebbes, and Babas, and everyone. The Rebbe Hashem was not giving us a child. And one day, it got to a point where I was so exacerbated, and I was so fed up, I just couldn't anymore. And I told my husband, that's it. I'm going to do something about this. He says, what are you going to do? He says, I'm traveling to Yerushalayim, to Yerushalayim Izzam and Arbach, and I'm not going to leave his office until he tells us what to do. They travel to the home of Rabbi Shalem not his office, his home. And they come into the home, and the woman loses it, and she begins to cry. She goes, we've tried everything for so many years. We're married. Our house is so quiet. When everyone else around us, all our community members, everyone's house is full of children. What is it? Why are we not having a child? Please, Rabbi, give us an Eitzah. Give us some type of advice. Give us a bracha, daven for us. Do something. The woman says, Higiyu mayam nefesh. I can't anymore. Rabbi Shalem gets very serious. And he looks at the woman and he says to her, who said you're supposed to have children? Does Hashem owe you something? Who said that just because a couple gets married they're supposed to have children? You got it in your head that you're supposed to have a child. And therefore you're so frustrated that Hashem's not coming through. Maybe Mitzar Adin, Bishura Sadin, the actual letter of the law. Hashem wanted you guys to get married. He didn't want you to have children. Change, change your mindset. You won't be so frustrated. And the woman was devastated. She thought she'd come to Hashem Azaman, the kindest, warmest, nicest person and then he would hear and feel her pain and he would daven for her and he would give her some type of solution. Yet at the same time, stonewalls her and says to her, who says you deserve a child? She loses it. Shem says, calm down. He says, I meant what I said. A hundred percent. You should know that it's possible that by the letter of the law, you don't deserve, or if your Shem didn't set you up to have a child. But you should know something, Shem If you live your life by the letter of the law. And you do what all people do. Could be that you'll never be parents. But if you go above and beyond, and you figure out a way to do chesed, above and beyond what a regular person would do, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem Tzilcha, God is our shadow, Hashem responds accordingly. And He can go, Lifnim Mishur Sadin, beyond the letter of the law, beyond the nature itself. He can lead you perhaps in a supernatural way. I would suggest, I would recommend, says Rosh Lema think about a way to help other people, to do something that's just so above and beyond what other people do. And hopefully the Rebbe Shalom will realize how you're going out on a limb and he'll come out on a limb to you as well. And the woman says the whole way home she spoke to her husband and she decided there were a number of poor families and a number of dysfunctional families in the community. She didn't, couldn't start a full organization. She was one person. But she would put, give it all she had. She'd be mustard leva nefesh. She'd buy ingredients. She'd cook the stuff and she delivered. The woman shared with her, she says, not long after we had our first child, and the Rebbe Shalom has blessed our home with three children. And even though our children are born and they're already getting older, but we never gave up because we realized if you want Hashem to go above and beyond, then you have to go above and beyond as well. This woman says this to this couple who didn't have children for 10 years. And they hear this. They thank her so much, and they don't even show their emotion. They didn't show how amazed they were by this. They give her tzedakah, obviously, maybe even more than they would have given her, and she leaves. And the husband turns down, turns, sits down with his wife, and he says, okay, this obviously was, message was sent from Hashem. What could we do to show Hashem how much we care about His children, to go above and beyond anything that anyone would expect us to do? And then I had the idea, says this man, speaking to Rabbi Shaya Heber, the head of Matnas Chaim organization. I had an idea. 
How can I show Hashem how serious I am about someone else? How could I do something that's so above and beyond? How could I take from myself in the most amazing way and assist another person? I decided I'm going to become a kidney donor, a voluntary kidney donor. And that's why I called you up. As soon as I had this idea, I said, it's such a phenomenal idea. I'm sure Hashem's going to pay back. And I talked to donated my kidney. And literally, within the year, my wife and I were blessed with a baby. And I just needed to call you and tell you that we're cradling a child in our arm. And we went above and beyond. We went out on the limb. And Kaviyachal Rebbe went above and beyond. And he came back to us. Thank you so much for facilitating for this. And we hope you can share in our Simcha. Remarkable. Mind-blowing. It changes our mindset totally. We don't just do chesed because we're supposed to. I mean, don't just do chesed because, why not? That's what chesed is. No, we need to have a plan, a strategy to think, what would we do? And whatever we ordinarily would do, we need to go above and beyond that. Because the dividends, the payback, is otherworldly. Hashem sees that we're going above and beyond. Hashem comes back and He gives us more than we were supposed to, more than we deserve perhaps, and definitely more than was on schedule. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.